What's going on, everybody? We are back with the Real Bodybuilding Podcast, episode number 52, and I am with my man, a friend, one of the hostile athletes, and a guy who's competing this weekend, Mr. Justin Mackey. How are you, sir? What's up, guys? I'm good. Yeah. Tired. Yeah. You're uh, six days out, man. How is six days out feeling? Um, cold. And that's <laughs> why so I got this hoodie on, but um, I'm, I'm feeling a little bit better today. Started my high days today for today and tomorrow. Okay. So I do get some carbs in the last, um, the last four days have kind of been long. I've been doing um, about almost two hours of cardio for the last two weeks. Really? Uh, yeah. I've been doing um, an hour fasted on the stairs and then 45 minutes post cart or post workout. So um, both of them on the step mill. Yeah, I've been on the step mill the entire time. Um, we're really trying to make sure that we're tightened, uh, you know, as much as possible. And yeah. uh, I, the last thing I want to hear is that, you know, I wasn't conditioned enough. Um, yeah, I've heard that before. Um, that's not something that I want to hear. So the last four days, you've been basically in depletion mode. Yeah. And for, yeah. Those of you, for those of you listening who don't know what depletion mode means, it means his carbs are how low? I mean... I, I was having like maybe three fourths cup of cream of wheat in the morning. And then after that, it was pretty much just greens. So, so, I mean, so you're having like, I mean, if we don't count the carbs from the greens, you're having like 40 grams a day. I mean, that's what it was for about, yeah, about, for about four days. You know, so basically what we've been doing for the last two or three weeks is, is we've been doing um, high days Monday and Tuesday. So, and then we're, we're basically testing the peak. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, after Monday and Tuesday, then it goes low, you know, all the way. And we're trying to get a little bit leaner. We're trying to shock our body, you know, and then mm -hmm. come back up. And then we're trying to just, he tweaks the peak a little bit, you know, more. He sees, you know, how long it's taken me to drop the water off a little bit. And um, what's up? So, so how, sorry, how high is your Monday and Tuesday in carb wise? Like how high are you going? Man, I want to say it was like 900. So he's pushing you really, really hard on the Monday yeah. and Tuesday and then seeing how long it takes you to deplete all that glycogen. Exactly. Saturday. So, yeah. So like even this week, like everything's tentative right now, obviously, because it's peakly. If he, if he has to add food in, he will. But Monday and Tuesday, which obviously is today, um, is really high. And then Wednesday and Thursday is, you know, it's low again. But if, you know, he's, he is saying if he needs to add food, he will. And then obviously Friday is going to be back high again. Yeah. So. I like that approach. It's uh, I've never heard that. I've never heard of that. Usually you hear people like I started on a Monday once, but it was like a add 50 grams a day from Monday going and it just yeah. set steady climb all the way to the show. Right. Yeah. I kind of like that approach. I've, I've never heard of it, but it's good because it's like you fill out. Yeah. Get rid of the water and then you can kind of refill a little bit on Friday. Well, what we noticed too is that, you know, he's noticed how long it's or how long I'm holding on, you know, yeah. to everything. And I think he's got it timed perfectly. I mean, this is our second year together. So, I mean, it does take time, you know, for someone to, to learn, you know, someone's body completely. That's mm -hmm. why I think sticking with a coach, I think people that have been with their coaches for a long time obviously have a, an extreme advantage because, um, you know, that coach has more time to figure you out. Yeah. Um, for, I, well, sorry, that? I just want to, for those of you guys who don't know, uh, Justin's trained by Phil Viz. So we, we keep saying he, I just want to make sure, but yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. just so we give Phil the, the yeah. respect he deserves. Phil but is anyway. the smartest people I've ever met, man. I mean, it's, you know, yeah. sometimes I got to tell him to dumb it down for me because he's dealing with the bodybuilder, you know? So yeah, yeah. Uh, as far as the scientific approach and everything, that's not something that's my strong point. I just do what I'm told. I mean, that's really what yeah. I do. 
So, so do you think the glycogen will, will drop slower this week? Because I'm assuming your training probably isn't going to be as intense this week. So today, I mean, yeah, I do think that. And then even yesterday, you know, I was supposed to have an off day yesterday, but he wanted me to put some, you know, some glycogen around. So I did, uh, you know, an upper body workout, just a circuit for about 20 or 30 minutes yep. uh, just to get things moving. And then today, obviously, since it is, you know, a high carb day where we are going to, I mean, it's going to be a lot of volume with my yeah. training today. I just ate meal two. Um, I'm going to, you know, obviously do this with you. And then I'm going to go to the gym after meal three. Yeah. Um, I'm going to do a chest delt and tricep exercise. Tomorrow's going to be back and buys. Everything's going to be high volume. Everything's going to be trying to push all of this nutrition into the muscles and make sure that we fill out properly. Yeah. And then um, it's going to be a lot of posing. Um, he's, he wants me to pose, you know, for 15 minutes, an hour after I eat every meal. That's um, great. Yeah, that's great. And then, but what um, about, so what about Wednesday, Thursday, Wednesday and Thursday, do you train or no? Uh, Wednesday and Thursday, I'm not training. So I actually, I'm leaving Wednesday. Um, I think my flight's at like three o'clock or something like that on Wednesday to Tampa. So okay. I won't be training that day. Um, obviously we're watching my water. Um, even, I mean, he's got everything down to, you know, he wants me drinking eight ounces of water with my meals. And then he wants me to drink another 24 ounces between that meal. Okay. Meal. Okay. That's so, a lot. I mean, yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, but he, he's got, he, I mean, he's even telling me like, Hey, I don't want you drinking any water on the plane, yeah. you know, because, um, you know, he doesn't want me, first off, he doesn't want me getting up and walking back and forth the entire plane ride because yeah. I mean, you do, you end up having to piss every five to 10 minutes. I mean, yeah. water is just coming all the time. So, yeah. um, but yeah, I mean, it's a lot. I mean, honestly, this last week is probably the toughest part of a prep because there's just so much going on. Yeah. Um, so Thursday, Thursday, you're going to be there. Yeah. You won't train again. You just kind of just lay around the hotel room. And I'm just exactly. trying to give, I'm trying to give people a picture of what yeah, a so, pro's I mean, looks like. Wednesday and Thursday, I'm going to probably just be relaxing. And I, I mean, if I get there Wednesday and he's saying maybe we need to be a little bit tighter, I mean, he may throw some cardio in. I'm, I'm not sure. Um, yeah. I know Friday, he's going to want me to work out probably. Oh, okay. Uh, so we will push some, you know, nutrition into the muscle on Friday, but Wednesday and Thursday, I'm guessing we probably won't be doing anything. Okay. Um, it's also just going to be laying around. So are you done? You're going to be, when are you done your cardio? Um, cardio, I've got cardio today. I've got cardio tomorrow. And then um, Wednesday and Thursday, I'm not doing anything. I'm sure Friday, I won't probably be doing anything either. So, okay. So, and when was your last leg day? Uh, leg day was Saturday. Okay. And then obviously you're going to let them rest and kind of dry yeah. out. So they look nice. So I, you sent me some photos this morning uh, from what yeah. you're looking like right now. I just want to show people real quick mm -hmm. uh, before we move on to some other stuff, since we're talking about it. Yeah. This, this is you in a depleted state. So this yeah. is uh, your back shots. I wanted to talk to you about um, your side shots. And for those of you who don't know, uh, I, I'm trying to, I like to try and help Justin a little bit or anybody really with their posing if I can, because I don't know, it's, I feel like it's one thing I can kind of help with, but these shots here, uh, your side shots, the side chest and the side tricep. Yeah. It, the side of the leg is nuts. Like this is crazy. Right. <laughs> but I feel like if you turn a little bit more, mm -hmm. you can balance out the leg and the upper body. Yeah. So I was going to tell you too, I know we were talking about this earlier, but I wanted yeah. to talk, talk to you about it here. So usually I hit this shot, both of those side shots from the other side. Oh, okay. Um, because of how crazy my legs are looking from this side. Yeah. Um, Phil wants me practicing from this side and obviously uh -huh. I still have some more practicing to do. Yeah. Um, from the other side, I have it hit perfectly, but 
my legs and my glutes aren't coming out the way that they are on this side. So yeah. we're going to try to see if I can perfect that. And yeah, I do agree with you. I need to turn more on both of these poses. Well, um, I need to close up that gap, um, you know, in my back arm on the side chest. I mean, there's a lot of things that I could probably do to fix this, but yeah, I just see like this arm needs to come down a bit. Yes. Yeah. And then this, this uh, back shoulder needs to come around. Yep. And then you can kind of square off your shoulders. Yeah. So I usually never hit it from the side. I mean, I haven't hit this side in probably like six or seven years. So I can't, I can't do it either. Like if somebody yeah. said, if somebody said to me, do it from the other side, I, I, yeah. I couldn't even do it. When I first started doing it, I was grabbing the other hand, you know, I was pulling it the wrong way. I mean, it's really, <laughs> if you don't practice it, I mean, it's not, yeah. you know, it's not in your wheelhouse. So um, I'm definitely going to try to make that happen because at least for the side try um, for sure, because I think that, you know, just, my glutes, my, you know, the separation, those, that feathering in the legs, yeah. I, I really think that's a good look for me. So I would yeah, definitely like to do that. So this, the side tricep, I think is great. Mm -hmm. The only thing I would say is same. A lot of guys make this mistake. This back shoulder, you need to swing it around. Yeah. Like just you take the whole shoulder and just kind of roll it over. Yeah. Cause it'll flex this pec. Yep. And give you, this pec will look thicker and it'll give your whole body a little bit more dimension here. I'm definitely going to work on that. I'm yeah, going to take yeah. that to heart right now. I mean, you've already helped me with that lat spread up top. It already looks yeah. a thousand times better. So I'm going to take yeah. that into account too. So it's, uh, it's good though. Your shots look good. And then this is your front shots. This quarter turn is crazy. I think still though, if, if you could pull the shoulder around a bit. Yeah. Cause your waist is so small. Like this is, this is awesome. Yeah. So it would look even crazier, but this is like your legs. I can't believe the size your legs have kept. Yeah. I mean, my legs have, uh, you know, it's actually funny when I started bodybuilding, my legs were horrible. Um, I was a 155 pound kid that, um, had no legs. So, you know, I really busted my ass and, and they have, uh, they've stayed with me the entire time when I've been bodybuilding, they never break down. And when we load, they just get bigger. So how, uh, how tall are you, Justin? Um, I'm five, nine. You're five, nine. Yeah. That's crazy. You're doing two hours on the step mill and your legs look like fresh, like, yeah they're totally full they don't look flat at all yeah no and and obviously like i said those pictures i mean that's with you know four days five days yeah, of low carbs so yeah. um i'm interested to see what we look like i i got to take pictures again after training today for him uh for phil and um i'm interested to see what it looks like after meal four he wants pictures and then you know in the morning is obviously when we see what's really going on so what uh what's your weight right now in these photos uh, right here, I'm probably like 227. 227. So you're probably your weight, your, your weight probably won't go up too much for the show though, right? Cause you're going to displace water and then yeah. load, like you probably still be around 230. If I had to guess, I'll be about 230, 231. Yeah. Yeah. On, on stage. Yeah. It's going to look good, man. I'm excited for you. So yeah. what do you, let's go over your diet real quick before we talk about the show. So this yeah. is your, this is your peak week diet you sent me. Uh-huh. Um, this, so these are your high days, Monday and Tuesday. Yep. yep. Light cardio, pose between meals. We talked about that. The water yep. we talked about, uh, mm -hmm. train, train after three meals. Is there a specific reason why I train after three meals just to get some food in you? You know, I think, yeah, I think he wants those three meals in obviously just, you know, if, if you, if you got up and trained after one meal, I don't think I'm going to get the same, you know, yeah. effect. Uh, you know, obviously all those carbs from, you know, the first three meals are going to really help bring me to life. Yeah. Um, you know, I see certain things in my body too. You know, once I start carving up, I, there's things that I notice too. Things start, you know, I get different striations in, in different places. I see different things that probably a lot of other people don't see. And I can tell when I'm getting full. I can tell when I'm 
Um, I'm getting to a point where, you know, I'm liking what's going on. So yeah. um, right now, this is probably the best I've ever looked. Um, and I think this is going to be a great look for me on stage. Now, whether I win or not, that's a, you know, that's another thing. But um, I'm really happy with how this went. This is sure. going to, this has got to be a great thing for you on, on a fucking diet, man. Like you, this isn't every Monday and Tuesday, is it? You get a muffin here and I'm seeing like half yeah. a bagel, another half a bagel. I don't even taste that shit, man. I really don't. You don't what? I said, I don't even taste that. It goes down so quick. I, don't, <laughs> I really don't. So, um, but yeah, no, it is nice, man. When I drove through Dunkin' Donuts this morning to get that, I had a nice big smile on my face. <laughs> <laughs> so is this, is this every high day? This is kind of like your diet or is it different this week? Uh, no, this is just the last like two or three weeks that he's been doing these high okay. days on Monday and Tuesday. Honestly, I haven't had a real cheat meal since, man. I started dieting in February. We were originally supposed to do um, the Chicago Pro, which was supposed to be July 4th weekend, and that got moved. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we stayed in it, and we kept going, and we were, you know, really hoping that shows were going to happen, and this was our next show picked. Yeah. And, um, but I haven't had a real cheat meal. I couldn't, I couldn't tell you when the last time he told me to, to have one was, maybe now, three months ago. When you, say, when you say re real cheat meal, what, is, what do you consider a cheat meal? Because a lot of people, I realized, I realized a lot of people have different yeah. definitions of a cheat meal. Yeah. So what's uh, a, what do you define as a cheat meal? I mean, a cheat meal for me would be like, hey, go have whatever you want. Um, okay, okay, but, okay. You know, he hasn't, honestly, he hasn't even told me to do that. When I'm saying he gave me a cheat meal, he told me to go have a burger and fries. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which you know, usually, I mean, it's controlled. So, but yeah. I haven't had that anything other than that. I, like I said, I couldn't even tell you honestly, Kwok. But I, really don't. I don't think I know. I don't know if I would need a cheat meal if I had this every, like if I, if some, if like, this is oh, honestly yeah. like, people, people talk to me like about my diet. This is my style of diet that I like. Like you suffer for four or five days and then you get, if I get to have this for two days, I'm fine suffering the other four or five days. Yeah, I mean, you'd think that, but man, after like 20 weeks, all of a sudden. You're like, no, no, I wouldn't do it for 20 weeks. <laughs> 12. I'm good yeah. for 12. 12. Yeah. No, 12, like after a while, you're like, okay, this is enough, man. I mean, I've had enough. Yeah. No, 20 I weeks love is doing what I'm doing, man. So I, I can't even complain. I mean, this is what I like to do. This is what we're here for. I mean, you have to suffer. If you're not suffering, you're not going to look good. So, I mean, yeah, those other low days suck. But yeah, you get around to this. Like I was looking forward to Monday and Tuesday all week last week. Yeah, so. yeah. So I noticed your your protein counts aren't that high. Is that normal for the rest of the week too, or is it just on these high carb days? Um, usually we're we're, we're no more than eight ounces. So okay. I think he's just trying to he cut that a little bit just to keep my stomach a little bit less full and to be able to get down all those carbs. Because honestly, this is a lot of food for me. Um, do you do do you do a lot of uh, do you do a lot of fats on the low days? Does he add more fats like oils or nuts or anything like that? Got some oils and stuff in there. Yeah, I yeah. could probably look at it. He like adds some balsamic and stuff like that, but um, okay. it's not a it's not a ton. Okay, okay. So. And then this is this is your low day here. Actually, sorry, I've been asking you about yeah, it. It's right yeah, here. yeah. Oh, so you got you know what? He does add some fats, but it's more from like food sources. Yeah, so it's you got from some, like red meats and stuff. I yeah, mean, it's, it's just, like it's not a bunch. A ton. Well, you're eating meat every meal here. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. And he's got the three whole eggs. So you do have a lot of fat, but it's all from food sources, not not yes. added fats. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. And then this is Friday. Is that, is that this Friday? Is that supposed to be this Friday? That's this Friday. What I, yeah. what I sent you was this week's plan. This so is this doing, week's plan. Okay. Now this is obviously tentative. If something goes the way he, you know, if he doesn't like yeah. what's going on, he can switch this at any time. So of course, actually yeah. after today, I mean, tomorrow could switch. I, I don't know what's going to happen, but um, this is just what he sent me just so I could be prepared so I can get to the grocery store so I can have what I need. 
Um, so like th there's just a lot of preparing. I mean, um, I own, I own a meal prep company, so I, I prepped all the food. I'm having it sent out today. Mm. Um, so I get it on Wednesday. Um, there, there's just a lot of things to do right now. When I get to Tampa, I don't want to worry about anything, but this. So, yeah. 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 Of course. Um, but yeah, this is uh, is he, does he know you've given me your whole peak week plan? Like, or did you, <laughs> did you ask him if you could give I, me this? I didn't ask him that. No, but I mean, I'm sure he wouldn't <laughs> care, man. I mean, you know what? I mean, what's the difference here? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I know. to hide here, man. I mean, there's nothing you can really do. We're a week out. So, so this is your Instagram. If anybody wants to follow Justin, Justin Mackey underscore, <laughs> There's some really good physique shots on here. But anyway, so you touched on um, your meal prep company. One of the reasons I wanted to have you on is I want to discuss work ethic. Yeah. Because I know you've had a bunch of businesses and you're also a professional bodybuilder. And a lot of people think that they don't realize how much work goes into, you know, people think that you become a pro and then you get a bunch of contracts and you can sit around <laughs> your ass, but they don't, but even, yeah. if that ha even if that happens, they don't realize that there was a, a before yeah that you had to get to that point so where did you where did the entrepreneurship come from and what was like your first business that you started so i started a personal training studio with one of my friends and that was in like 2010 and mm -hmm. i owned that till about 2017 yeah um at that point in time i just you know it wasn't really for me it wasn't going the way that i wanted it to go um it wasn't growing the way that i wanted it to grow i wanted an actual gym um, okay you know, so I did get out of it and I opened up a restaurant. Um, actually one of my best friends was selling the restaurant and I used to eat there. Like <laughs> he used to yeah. prep all my food for me. Yeah. So, um, so I bought this restaurant from him in 2017 and then I was waiting, you know, my plan was I was waiting for my brother to get out of college. And then what I wanted to do is I wanted to add a meal prep company on top of that. Okay. So I could do that all out of the same kitchen. Yep. And we were going to deliver it to half the country. So he got done with school, um, like December, 2017, something like that way late. So we started it in January of 2018 and we've been going with it for the last two years now. And it's been going really well. We ship, you know, meals to half the country. Um, and then my, my next thing after that was we wanted to open a gym again and I wanted an actual big commercial gym. Yeah. And on top of that, I wanted the meal prep to be a part of that. So I wanted people to be able to come in and grab meals, you know, as they were leaving, if they were going to work, you know, if they were, you know, they don't want to cook when they go home, whatever it is, they want to grab a couple meals for their husbands and wives or whoever it may be. So we started that. And I mean, it's been really going well, man. I mean, the gym is going amazing. But yeah, to talk about work ethic, man, I mean, my brother and I, this whole entire prep, um, we started this whole process right before the quarantine hit. So we started buying all the equipment and then we had nowhere to go with it. Yeah. So we built a gym in my garage. I started prep in my garage for the first couple of weeks. We finally secured a place that we wanted for the lease for the gym. And then we started moving the equipment in there. And from there, I mean, we, I've been working with him, with my brother for, you know, the last like 20 weeks, um, we've been going like hundred hour weeks. I mean, between the restaurant, the meal prep with the gym, I mean, we yeah. did everything ourselves. We tried to save as much money as we possibly could. We painted ourselves. We put the flooring in ourselves. Um, you know, we dragged every single piece of equipment in ourselves, yeah, including yeah. the dumbbells. I mean, one by one, I mean, it's not, everything has been work. So where, where, how, I don't even know how you do that, man. Like, how do you, you doing that? 
let's fast forward from the beginning all the way to now. You're doing this in 20 weeks yeah. while, while you're getting ready for a show. Most people can't do shit when they're getting ready for a show. <laughs> I'm you're running, you're right? running two businesses. Like, yeah. I don't know. If it wasn't for him, if it wasn't for my brother, I wouldn't have made it. And honestly, even his girlfriend has been a huge part for him. I mean, she's done everything. Um, man, it almost brings me to tears, man. I mean, this has been tough. Yeah. Um, it's been a rough year. So why? Why? Can you tell? Can you talk about why? Uh, I mean, other than COVID and obviously, <laughs> obviously, business has probably suffered from it a little bit. Yeah, the restaurant, I mean, the community gathered around us. They, I mean, they really did. I mean, once the, once the quarantine hit, we didn't know what was going to happen. We didn't know if we were going to have to shut down. We didn't know if, uh, you know, if we were going to make it. We're a small business. Um, we're literally right outside of a Six Flags Great America. So yeah. um, we count on them in the, in the summers to make our money. And then in the winter, you know, we survive. Yeah. So um, not having them opening has been huge. We do triple the business in the summer. They haven't been open the entire summer. Yeah. Um, the community of Gurney has been amazing. I mean, all of our regulars started coming in more. Um, people started calling in. They started grub hubbing. They started door dashing. I mean, and they tried to help us as much as they possibly could. Yeah. And then, you know, my brother and I saved up this money. We, we, you know, we don't spend. So we, we spent every single, single thing we had to put into this gym and buy all this equipment and get this going. And we didn't know how it was going to go, man. <laughs> did you, did you, did you consider not doing the gym when COVID hit or was it too late at that point? I mean, this is, this is my dream. This is my brother's dream. This is what we wanted to do. So like for me, it just, when, when I get something in my head, it's just like, I, I got to do it. I got to have it, you know, like, so I'm not going to let something like this stop me and control me. I, I mean, I could have stopped this whole entire prep when quarantine hit. I mean, I, yeah. I didn't have to keep going. I know a lot of people did. And I, and honestly, I like, I respect that, but um, this is another year, man. What if we don't get another year? But wait a minute. What if, but continuing on a diet is not the same as continuing with a business because now you're, you've actually established a business. Yeah. And I don't know what the rules are in Chicago yet, but you probably can't even open your doors yet. Um, actually, yeah, we're, we're open. Okay. Um, so now, now you're open, but you didn't yeah. know, but you didn't know that going forward. We didn't, no, we didn't know yeah. when we we're going to be able to open. Um, yeah. And honestly, I was afraid that the city was going to give us kind of a pushback because I was at the point where, you know, we were ready to go. And if they hadn't gone into phase four where we could have opened our doors, I may have pushed on that and just opened anyway and just gone after it because yeah. um, we were at the point where we were running out of money. We were running out of time. Um, we were panicking. And, and people even, even gathered around that. We sold 300 memberships before we even opened the doors. Um, I think we're almost at 600 now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it really has been going well, but this is, um, people don't, yeah, like you said, they don't see everything that you're going through. They only see the end product. Um, yeah. So the, the 20 weeks of, you know, this has just been, it's been hard. Who, who runs the restaurant business? Who's there day to day? Are you there to day to day? So actually like things have just been falling into place, man. I don't, you know, obviously I believe in God, but um, I don't know how I could not with everything going on. I mean, literally we found this gym. We were going to get this other gym. It was like 9,000 square feet and they wanted, I want to say they wanted like 15 grand a month for this place. Cause it was yeah. on the street. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and we were about to sign this deal and then the quarantine hit and they backed out on us actually. 
And for some reason, my brother found this place. It's literally, I could spit on it from my restaurant. (laughs) And that's where we put the gym and the layout is amazing. And we found the spot and it's 10 grand less than what we were going to be paying. Um, Things work out, you know, for a reason. They really do. I believe in fate. I believe if, uh, you know, if you put the energy into it and you're, you're good to it, good things are going to happen. So, yeah. yeah. Um, where did the work, where did the work ethic come from? Is it from, from a dad, a mom, a, a um, where is it, yeah. where does it come from? Cause honestly, like people can't do this shit. Like, yeah, you know, people, people don't, people don't take this kind of stuff on. I mean, somebody might take on a restaurant, somebody yeah. might take on the, the, the bodybuilding thing. Somebody may take on a gym. It's rare to find somebody who's going to go at all three that are all, all three of them are risky. Like any, yeah. any business person would tell you highest turnover restaurant, highest turnover gym. Yeah. Uh, not many pro bodybuilders make money. Like you're, you pick the three hardest things and you're like, I'm going to fucking do all three of them. So where did the, where did this, like, I don't give a shit. This is what I want attitude come from. You know, man, you're going to get me all emotional on this week of prep, but, uh, <laughs> um, me and my brother had a rough, we, we grew up really poor. Um, luckily we, you know, my mom was single. She raised both of us. Um, paycheck to paycheck. She was constantly borrowing money. Um, luckily she, you know, she had my grandparents there to help her because we'd get off the bus and we'd go to their house until she got off of work. Um, luckily we had them because she couldn't have made it, you know, completely on her own. And, um, my grandparents are hard workers. My mom is a hard worker. Um, they, they've instilled that in us and, neither one of my, uh, so my brother and I, we have different dads. Um, my dad passed away like seven years ago. He drowned. Um, sorry to hear that, man. My, uh, well, I mean, he wasn't in my life and I didn't have a great relationship with him, but we, uh, we didn't even get to, you know, say anything to each other before, but, uh, my brother's dad passed away when he was about, I want to say like five or six, he, my brother never, never even met his dad. So, mm-hmm. um, we were behind the eight ball. If you want to, if you want to look at it that way, I know there's huge statistics on people, you know, not having their parents in their lives, especially yeah. a father figure. Yeah. Um, but we had each other. So, and obviously it's amazing being able to go to work and seeing my brother every day, um, that we can take care of each other. We can make sure that we're, you know, okay. And, that's why this show means a ton to me. So yeah, yeah. Uh, he's going to be there. My brother's going to be there. How, how old is your How old there. is your How old is your brother? That's the thing, man. He's only twenty four. Okay, and, and you're and you're you're thirty two, right? I'm thirty two. Yeah, and he busts his ass. I've never seen a twenty four year old work like this. He doesn't complain. Yeah. Uh, look at the twenty four year olds. You know. I what know. are they doing right now? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The, yeah. This kid was in here busting his ass. We're we're there till twelve, one in the morning, working putting this gym together. We're at the restaurant working every day. We're putting meals together. We're, you know, and then on top of that, you know, this last week, I haven't been able to work for, like, I have no energy. You know, who's taking that on? My brother, you know, who's at the gym right now training people. So when we leave and we go to this show that we have staff, my brother is. Yeah. Yeah. um, This is not like a one man show. (laughs) I mean, it really isn't. So, you know, people, you have to have a support system, no matter what you're doing. But that work ethic, I, I think we just saw how much my mom struggled. 
and we never wanted to do that. I think did your mom, your mom, do you ever hear your mom complain? Uh, like about work? Like, did your mom ever complain about work? So, my mom has hated every single day of work her entire life. Um, <laughs> she. <laughs> She worked to support us. She didn't work because she liked doing what she was doing. Okay, but wait a minute. I don't mean. I, I guess maybe I didn't mean it that way. Did she? The way I, the reason I'm saying that is my dad was a welder. Okay. Yeah. And he would go to fucking work every morning. He'd come home every night. There'd be holes in his wife beater from the sparks flying and shit. Yeah. And uh, he, I never heard him say, "I'm not going to work," or "I'm calling in sick," or like any of that shit. Like it was like he just did it. He just got up and did it. He didn't obviously didn't love it. I mean, who wants to go fucking grind it out for 12 hours in, in a factory, like under yeah. a hot, hot welding, you know, but, um, yeah, but I never, I think, you know, sometimes I think work ethic isn't necessarily learned. You just kind of absorb it. You see it. Yep. And then you kind of, my mom she, never complained if that's what you're asking about work. She never, that's kind of what I'm getting at is yeah. that's kind of what I'm getting at is, no, never, she was up, I mean, she was up even on the weekends, like she was up cutting coupons you know, so we can make our rounds to the store so we could afford, yeah. afford my, groceries. My she parents was did. Dude, <laughs> dude, my parents did that too. They would, we'd have to go to like four different grocery stores. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, we were at Aldi putting the quarter into the, you know, to the machine. Then we were at Jewel. Then we, were, we had to go to Walmart for this stuff so she could yeah. save on this. Yeah. I mean, he did everything that she could to yeah. uh, make sure that we had what we had. And I think, you know, that is a huge part of why me and my brother are doing what we're doing and how we're doing it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, she never complained, man. She was up, she was working all the time. She's still that way to this day. So yeah, that's great. Um, man. Actually, she, you know, she worked 23 and a half years for a company that ended up canning her. And no after 23 and a half years, if she would have made it to 25 years, she would have had a full pension. No way. Um, so she, uh, but she doesn't complain. She just keeps what did she? What did she do? She was a, um, I don't want to call her a secretary. That's not what she did, but she did a lot of uh, planning and um, like administrative work. Yeah. Administrative work. Yeah, for sure. Um, at a, a big pharmaceutical company, it's called AbbVie. It used okay. to be called Abbott labs. Okay. Um, so yeah. So what's going on? You've got all your meals prepped by the prep company. The company's doing well. How, what's the prep company called? Uh, it's called winter, winter chicken dinner. <laughs> winter, winter chicken. And you guys are, you guys, you guys ship to everybody in America, like, or half? So we, we ship to half. I, I mean, if you drew a line, like, from Kansas straight down and then went east, we get to all those states. We can't really yeah. go west because you can't get it there frozen in two days. Uh, um, the shipping becomes nuts, so we'd actually have to have another hub somewhere else to get it there. Mm -hmm. um, so we don't do that. But um, I, I think the thing I'm most excited about is people are really using it at the gym. Like, yeah. you, Everybody that comes through after they're done with their workouts, they grab a meal. I, mean, I would, I would, hundred percent. If my oh, gym, yeah. if my gym had that, I'd for yeah. sure, yeah, be able to grab something on the way out the door, kind of thing. I mean, there's a there's a Burger King, there's a McDonald's down the street, there's a Subway, all that stuff, and they can go there. You can go to Chipotle, you can pay twelve, fifteen bucks for a bowl if you get steak and guac, or you could buy one for me for seven bucks. Yeah. You know, I just think well, it's a it's a great option. And so. you kind of and you know how it's made. I mean, it's not it's not going to be the same yeah. as Chipotle, so. Yeah. Um, you talked about support system. Is there a girlfriend, wife, anything in the picture that, is there a few girlfriends? Is there like, <laughs> what? Are, is there somebody helping you through or has been helping you through? Or are you just kind of, just kind of you and, you know, you're just doing your own thing? I've made some mistakes in the last like few weeks here. And I really, 
um, I hurt somebody that I really didn't want to hurt at all. And I've kind of lost that support system because of it. Um, so I've put my, my job and everything else, you know, bodybuilding everything in front of that person and, and, uh, she didn't deserve it. So, but, um, sorry, let me ask you a couple of questions. I don't want to, I don't want to assume anything. Yeah. But is the problem, is the problem that you're so busy or did you do something else that you care to talk about? Mm, I don't really care to talk about it because okay. I know you wouldn't want me to put, you know, our personal business out there. Yeah. Um, but I, uh, let me ask you I this. Know, I don't know if I'm going to be able to fix this one. Fool. <laughs> so well, let me, let me ask you this. Does yeah. she, does she compete? No, she doesn't. So me and my wife, I think people who listen to the podcast have probably heard this before, but me and my wife have been together for 13 years. And, but the first year after we were together, we broke up for about a year. Yeah. And it was because of competing and it was because she just didn't get it. Like she didn't, she had never done a show before. So she didn't get why I was being the way I was being. Yeah. So, and why I was so busy and why I was so distant and why I was so like all these other things. So, like I said, I don't want to make any assumptions. I don't know what the issue is, but if that's part of the issue that can be fixed because my wife came around to understand that it's just three or four months out of the year and this is how it's going to be. And we kind of got through it. Yeah. So I don't know. I think, you know, for her and I, we actually, we started like right when the quarantine hit and mm-hmm. this has been a huge thing and my head was all over the place and it wasn't in the right place. Yeah. And um, I'm looking forward to getting out of prep after this and um, hopefully trying to make things right. You know, I, I don't know if I can or anything like that, but yeah, this has been a long prep. Uh, she was supposed to be with me in Tampa. She's not going to be. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so, I, I'm just trying to, Phil's trying to get me to focus on the show, man. So, okay. Well, let's focus I, I, on that. Yeah. Um, let's focus on that. But the one thing I want to ask you, so you said you're, you're looking forward to getting out of prep, but if, for some reason you don't win Tampa, Mm -hmm. you're going to keep going, right? Or are you taking a break? I think it depends on how we do in Tampa. Um, If I get blown out, then what's the point of keeping going? Obviously I need to fix something. I need to take the year off. Now, if I'm in the mix, then yeah, I mean, there's some shows that we've got our eyes on. Um, Obviously New York was, was one of them. Um, Chicago's right here. It's, 45 minutes from me. Yeah. Um, so those are a couple of options that we had. And I guess it just, I, we're looking to see how we do here. Um, we're looking to see how the judges like our look and compared to a lot of other things, because we're, my look is different from mm-hmm. a lot of other pro bodybuilders that you're going to see. Um, yeah. I'm not going to overpower you. I'm not going to, you know, make you just see this mass monster. What you're going to see is you're going to see pretty, you're going to see symmetrical, you're going to see proportional, and you're going to see some conditioning. And um, my presentation is going to be a huge thing for me. And I got to be able to show my physique off and to the point where you don't see that you're missing, you know, that mass monster. I see. So, So what's considered blown out? What do you consider being blown out? If I'm out of the first call out, then that's, that's blown out to me. Um, I actually had never been out of a first call out in my bodybuilding career until last year. Um, I was in the second call out in New York 
And then I was in the last call out in Chicago. My body was tired and, uh, you know, I just, I was just out of it by then, man. So, yeah. uh, it, that was probably one of the hardest things for me to, to take. Um, I had never been out of a first call, like I said, and it wasn't easy for me to, and I, and I hated the feeling. I hate oh, it. it. There's nothing I've been in the last call out. It was the last call. Oh, out. Boy. Where the fuck was I in the last call? Out? I was in the, <laughs> The only, I think the only time was the Olympia. I was in Oh, you poor thing. You were in the last. <laughs> it's still, dude, it's oh, still. Yeah, okay. yeah. Hey, I'll tell you Wait what, if you get the last call out in the Olympia, you can, you can say no, whatever you want about it's me. Still, it, dude, I don't, it still, it still sucks. It still sucks. I'm telling you. Cause you still, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what show you're at. You're still yeah. like, they're the last guy standing there. Yeah. And you're like, I fucking came here. You know, you're at the Olympia. Like, I don't think I'm going to win. Yeah. But you don't want to be the last guy standing there. Okay. But. So, Okay, you know what I mean? Even this show, though. Okay, so like, uh, let's say I'm in the end of a first call out. Let's say I placed fourth or fifth place or something like that. Yeah. You know what people are going to say? They're going to say, oh, well, there wasn't anybody there. there Who was cares no about that? That doesn't Oh, no, no, no. I know that. I'm just yeah. telling you, like, that's where people are going to perceive. But they you know, can't say I, that. But they can't say that. There is people there. It's actually a pretty deep lineup because you got Hunter. Yeah, but, you got Hunter. You got Ian. You got Samson. Um, you and you have, uh, the other Mackie, what's his name? John, Joe oh, Mackie, Joe yeah. Mackie. I mean, that's just five good bodybuilders right there. What? Even the, even the guys that are in the show are trying to say that there's nobody there. You, I mean, you yeah. had these guys on. The oh, you mean, <laughs> you mean, cause so, Ian, cause Ian oh, said, yeah. oh, there's nobody, there's nobody that can compete with, you know, with Ian. <laughs> so I, wait a, wait a I, minute. <laughs> him, him saying he's only worried about Hunter. Mm -hmm. That's a different thing than the audience saying there's nobody there. I get what you're saying, but right. So you know, obviously you have some feelings about, about Ian saying I've that. Got, so. I've got a lot of feelings about that. Not do you want to you know, talk about, do you want to talk about those? We can talk, talk about it. Yeah, we could talk about it. I, so think are, that, I think that Ian likes to hear himself talk. I think that's the biggest thing <laughs> um, because Ian, you know, and I get what he's saying. Like he's been here before he's been on the Olympia stage. He's been, you know, on these, you know, great yeah, things. Big shows, he's done yeah. a lot of good things in bodybuilding. I get it. Yeah. But he discounted a lot of people that are showing up to the show that are putting in the work um, mm -hmm. from what I seen when he was on your podcast. Yeah. Um, I don't, I think Hunter's a great person and I, I really like him. I think he's a nice kid. Um, I think that he should have discarded some of those things that were being said by Ian. I think that yeah. like, I think they, it was kind of disrespectful the way that they're making it it's it's him and and ian and i hope that it's woken up a lot of these bodybuilders that are showing yeah. up to the show next week or this yeah. week i should say well i'm gonna let me let me say let me just i'll tell you a story in ian's defense yeah so in 2015 uh i was doing the orlando pro and i think that was ian i don't remember if that was ian's first show or his second second year as a pro i don't remember and I remember his friend at the time, who I don't like to this day, is uh, Tony, <laughs> Tony Surly, said something like, Foo, I better watch out. Ian's coming. Mm -hmm. And I'd been a pro for fucking nine years at this point. Yeah. And I was like, I, I was looking the best I'd ever looked. I'm like, this was like my year, right? Yeah. And I'm like, Ian's just starting. And it kind of fucking bugged me because I'm like, it's a lack of respect. I'm like, you know, I've been here. I put in my fucking time. And you're telling yeah. me this, this new kid coming along is going to beat me? Mm -hmm. I'm like, he's good. I could, I could see he was really good, but I'm like, he still needs some time. So when Ian says the things he says, I see it like a lot of people are like, well, Hunter's going to be Ian and Ian's probably got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. Cause he's like, look, man, I've already won a show. I already did the Olympia. I've already 
put in my fucking time, you guys should respect me more. Yeah. So I think by the time I, it, he got on my show and I was asking him, he'd probably already been stirred up. You see I what get I'm saying? what you're saying, but then yeah. when you're basically saying like, you're going to wipe the floor with the rest of us, um, <laughs> that right there doesn't sit well. So I'll yeah. tell you what, if he doesn't, he's going to hear about it. So I, yeah. I hope for his sake that he's right because he, I, I'll tell you what, like he's not making me train any harder. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm not yeah. training any harder, but yeah. it did wake me up a little bit and it pushed me through those cardio sessions a lot more these last couple of weeks. So, Hey, you know what? Maybe I'll write Ian a thank you card after this and I'll yeah. you know see how it goes. But I think there yeah. are a lot of good bodybuilders showing up here. I think, uh, I think I saw something about Patrick Moore showing up. No, Maybe. he's not. He was. He, oh, he's I, not? I talked to him yesterday. He said he's just fucking around with people. I was kind of hoping he was, but um, you guys would way. be. You guys would actually stand. I'd like to see you guys yeah. stand next to each other. Well, that's why I kind of wanted it. I wanted to yeah. see what you know. My biggest thing is I want to see how I I look next to these guys. Yeah. Well, because um, you know, I'm gonna make a career out of. And actually, Hunter did say this, and I and I really liked what he said. Um, you know, about his dad making a career out of beating people that were 30 and 40 pounds bigger than him. Yeah. Or yeah. bigger. You know, so that. I really like that because I think that that's the case here. And if I show up in shape, I think I can win. Yeah. I think I have the capability to win. Um, when I went to go and pose for Steve in February, um, he told me that same thing. So Steve, I, Steve Weinberger. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I went out there to visit Phil. Phil lives maybe an hour away from, you know, from Bev's. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he told me that I have the capability of winning a pro show and, you know, I, I believe that too. So yeah. I'm, I'm interested to see how this goes. Well, I think everybody should go in. I think Ian's a good dude. I think, like I said, he might be stirred up a little bit because people aren't giving him necessarily the respect he wants. But it's also because Ian, most of the time, is very quiet. Yeah. He, you know, he doesn't post a lot of shit on social media. He doesn't, he doesn't do a lot of talking. Yeah. So I think people were kind of discounting him. And so by the time he got on my show, he had, you know, maybe yeah. had, some, had some feelings he wanted to get rid of. I get that, um, but why discount the rest of the field, though? Hey, I don't, I don't, I don't blame you at all. He's he's very confident, and like yeah. you said, he's got to be able to back up his confidence, or else it's not going to look great. Yeah, um, I mean, if he if he shows up in shape, like I said, he's a great bodybuilder. I think Hunter's great. I think Joe Mackey can be really good if yeah. he shows up in shape. Um, there, there's a lot of guys showing up. Uh, there Sam, was Samson. Will, Samson will be good too. If he's in shape. He's oh, there's in, another guy. Uh, did you see that guy, the general or something? I, I saw something. They posted him. He looks great. I thought I saw somebody. Uh, Dor is it Dorian Haywood? Oh, that, he's showing up too, yeah. Is, I mean, is that who it is? I don't know. He's in shape. He, he, he could be good. Just depends. Uh, let's see. This guy. You know, Sorry. the other thing too is like I saw that Ian was kind of ranking himself too. Um, <laughs> well, that, but that's but like, that's not. But I I used to do that too, though. You can do yeah, that. Yeah, I guess, man. But then it came up to all these ifs. Well, if if this person didn't do this, I would have been in the Olympia. And if well, for what if if ifs and buts were candies and nuts, we'd all have a Merry Christmas, man. I mean, this is just, <laughs> I, I mean, there's a lot of ifs here. So yeah. I mean, if I show up in shape, if I do this, if I do that, well, I yeah. think I think what he meant, and I, I don't want to I don't want to sit here. I'm not I'm not like Ian's, no, I know I'm not Ian's publicist. Yeah. Um, cause I've, the only reason I'm defending it at all is because I've, I've seen some comments from other people going, Oh, why did he rank himself? That's not how you do it. But it kind of is because let's say you go on and you beat Ian in Tampa, right? Mm -hmm. I believe that that gives you the right to say, I'm a top 10, top 15 guy. 
Mm. Because if you beat, like, let's say Ian is in, in the top 15. Mm. Like, if, if Ian did the Olympia tomorrow, uh, and there was 20 guys in the Olympia, he would be somewhere between 10 and 15, maybe 8 and 15, yeah. depend, depending on whatever, right? I think if you beat Ian in Tampa, that puts you ahead of him. So when people, when people rank themselves, it's kind of like a process of elimination. Well, I beat this guy and I beat that guy and he was eighth and ninth at the Olympia. So that probably puts me ahead of them, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Right. You see what I'm saying? I guess I get what you're saying. I just, I wouldn't rank myself like that just because I mean, he's been to the Olympia before. So how many people are in the Olympia? What, 20? Uh, usually, no, usually 12 to 15 nowadays. 12 to 15? Okay. Well, yeah. he wasn't at the Olympia last year. So does that mean that he's out of that 12 to 15? <laughs> see that's the way other people that's the way other people I mean, do. i'm just saying those are the best bodybuilders in the world no no, right? no i know but that's the way other people do the rankings yeah. too they're like unless you were on the stage and you competed yeah and then and you're placing at the olympia is yeah. your ranking that's it yeah but that's not really fair because then you then you say well phil heath is zero because he hasn't competed right and kai and <laughs> right so you have to be able to, you have to yeah, yeah. That's why I was saying when we were hearing that 10 to 12, I was like, wait here. I mean, there's no, but, I'm, but what I'm saying is there's people that like, if you had to rank Sean Roden, yeah, he hasn't competed, but you would say he's in the top three to five at the Olympia. Oh yeah. Of, of, or overall bodybuilders. For sure. Yeah. So you can kind of give a ranking. Without, and yeah. Yeah. You know he's what I mean? a great bodybuilder, man. I'm, I'm really excited. And, and I don't mean any disrespect to Ian either. I, I think he's great. And I think you have to have, that yeah. confidence you have to yeah. i think he should i think him and hunter should have kept that conversation at home instead of bringing no. it alive but no this is um, better it's better this way because well, no, you, that, 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 i'm just saying it, it's better for me i'm glad that they did yeah, it because yeah. you know what he, he, they're gonna get the best me whether i beat them or not that's great but yeah. i'll tell you what they're gonna get every they're gonna get my all-american try yeah. man yeah so so you put on last year when you stepped on stage you were 215 Yep. Yeah. This, this year, this year, you're coming on at two thirty. What was the difference, and how long was your off season? Um, so we, I mean, my off season was right after Chicago, so that would have been July Fourth weekend. Um, so we went right into then until February. Um, our main focus for the last couple of years has been back, back, back. No, but I mean, what what did you like? What did you do? Okay, so you had about eight months of off season since Chicago. Yeah. What did you do in that eight months that was like so different than what you've done previously that you put on 15 pounds of muscle? Yeah. Um, well, I think that Phil, Phil did switch up the way that I was training. He came out with this new visibility uh, training. I don't know if you've seen it at all. No. Um, you may even be able to look it up on his page. I'm not sure. But um, basically – for me, every, everybody's different. You know, that's the great thing about Phil is that there is no cookie cutter there. The plan is, you know, for you. Yeah. Um, and what we did is we went and so like, let's say like it's a back day. So back day, we, we hit, you know, three or four back movements and then he throws in a shoulder and he throws in a chest movement at the end um, just to put a little bit of blood in those areas um, yeah. and keep me full. Okay. Um, so basically I would hit my entire upper body every, you know, two to three days. 
but it um, was but it was very like minimal on yes. the on the other yeah. body parts. Yeah, okay. but it, I feel that it kept things full. Yeah, and yeah. Um, he did it to the point where like you know my weaker areas were what we were trying to bring up obviously the most. Um, so he put those in the plan more often. Yeah. And um, that was something that, you know, usually when I was training, it was a traditional like chest day, back day, shoulder day. Um, that wasn't like, that wasn't the case this year. We switched that up and we did that all the way up until maybe, I think like maybe like four weeks ago, he changed things up where then he finally said, Hey, go back to your traditional training. I like that idea. You know what? I mean, it's, yeah. something I wanna, it's something I'd like to take a look at because you should talk to him about it. I mean, it's, yeah. it's going to be, I think he's done it with a lot of his clients and then he's also, he's got an app coming out. Um, so I think there's going to be a lot of good information coming out on his training and why he's doing it the way that he's doing it. Yeah. Um, yeah, you should definitely at some point, maybe even get him on here to talk about it. Cause I think, it's well, a great thing. yeah, we do have a plan for him to come on, but it's, you know, what's interesting about it is people are usually one way or the other. They're like, well, I do push pull legs. Yeah. Or, or I do the one body part a day split. There's never an in-between. Yeah. And this sounds kind of like it's an in-between. You're focusing on the major body part, but then you're still getting a little bit yes. uh, of the lighting stuff. And I really like it because then I feel like I'm, I feel like my upper body's full all the time instead of flat. Um, yeah. And I know it's not, I, I can't really explain that in the off season, but um, I, you do, you like, I, I feel like I'm hitting it every two or three days. So it's getting work all yeah, the yeah. time. Um, and it's just more often. So for me, that works. And, and even when I'm getting ready for this show, like my biggest thing is obviously my legs are really good. You know, my quads yeah. are really good. So yeah. I needed to keep my upper body as full as possible coming up into the show. And yeah. actually, even when I'm getting ready to go on stage, I need to make sure that I have a pump. I need to make sure that I'm full um, because otherwise I don't have a chance to compete with a hunter or an Ian. I have to be full. Um, are you guys, are you guys doing any diuretics or anything? Do you know if that's um, his plan? If we do, it'll be like diazide and I'm not sure. Like it, it just all depends on what we need. Um, he's definitely not into overkilling Good. anything, um, which is great because I, I really hate diuretics. <laughs> to yeah. be honest with yeah. you. I don't know anybody who does like diuretics. Yeah. Uh, you just don't know. They're just so sporadic and you just don't know what you're going to get. Yeah. Um, and, but yeah, usually whenever we've done anything, it's been diazide and you know, it's been like one or two, you know, mm -hmm. but also last year I wasn't in shape. So yeah. I don't know how it's going to be this year. I, you know, I got up in New York, I think I placed ninth and there was just a big film of water on me. I just wasn't yeah. in shape. Yeah. I yeah. didn't do the work to be in shape. And I'll, I'll be the first one to tell you. When you train, um, is his training style heavy into failure or is it more like moderate weight, high volume? It's, um, you know, and actually I heard Hunter and Ian talking about this, uh, it, he does kind of the same thing that they were doing where it's basically you get a couple of working sets yeah. maybe like, or, you know, so like you're, you're priming things for maybe two, three, four sets, and yeah. then you've got one to two working sets. So you've got one really heavy set and then you have a back off set. That's a working yeah. set. Yeah. And then you go on to the next exercise. Okay. You should um, post more training stuff. I don't know what your training is yeah, like. Yeah, I need to. Yeah. Um, okay. So what's the, tell me about the gym. I want to know, I want to know, I want to go through your thing and look at the gym real yeah. quick. How's yeah. that going so far? How long have you been open? So we've been open since June 26th. Um, yeah, there's a bunch of pictures right there. Uh, we had Kyle Wurzel out there. He was taking pictures for us. Yeah. Um, it's been going really, really, really well. Everybody's loving it. I think um, in our area, it's a lot of big box gyms. You've got Export Fitness. You've got LA Fitness. You've got, um, I'm trying to think, Lifetimes. But yeah. there is no actual gyms. Like a hardcore, like a hardcore, yes. like and chalk on your hands. 
and that's what this is. Um, yeah. And I think people are really responding to it. I, a lot of the feedback I've been getting is that they're glad that it's there. Yeah. Um, you know, the other thing is we're 24 hours. Um, a lot of those facilities aren't, I know export is, but they're not even really open as of, as of right now because of the quarantine. And they've actually shut down, I think, half of their locations. Um, but people are really enjoying this because um, it's just a different environment. I got the music blasting. I mean, it, it, it's everybody's in there working. They're not on their phones. They're not talking. They're not doing that. So it's just a different feel, man. And uh, I think people are really appreciating it. I got to visit once, uh, once the borders open up and I can cross the border again. I'd love to come visit. I like, I like that you did the black, but you know, some gyms do all black. I like that you did a little bit of color. Yeah. We threw a little bit of color in there. Um, you know, this place actually, before I took it over was like one of those kids bounce houses. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So there was colors everywhere, man. There was purples, uh, yellows, reds, oranges all over the wall. So we did a lot of painting, man. Are these all, are these all Mr. Olympia's here? Those are all the Mr. Olympia's. Fuck, that means I don't get to put my picture up there? Well, I get your picture up there. We're, we're, uh, <laughs> just we, got another, we got another wall where I'd like to get everybody that like comes in and visits. I'd like to get yeah. them on the wall for sure. That's so. cool. I like the atmosphere, man. You know, I always loved – I hate – you know, I always wanted my own gym, and I want to do like maybe – you know, I was thinking like 10,000 square feet, something like that. Yeah. Because <clears throat> I, can't, I can't compete with like the big box gyms here. Yeah but I wanted to feel like this, like this feels like it would be a good training gym, go in and oh, man, you know, I grunt and yeah. lift and fucking do your shit, you know? Yeah. And this is about 13,000 square feet. So this is about what you're talking about. It looks uh, a lot bigger. It looks bigger than that. I like, yeah. you know what else I really like? I always like gyms with uh, really high ceilings like the that. High ceiling. Yeah. The ceilings are probably like 20, 25 feet. Yeah. That's a big, bo- a big bonus for me. Yeah. But no. I have, but I have one question. Yeah. What's with the turf in this room? Man, you know what? Like we, we <laughs> put the turf down, and it, we just felt like it was kind of cool to feel like you're on. If you look at it from the other side, there's actually projector screens on the walls, so it's kind of like you're doing cardio on a football field. Um, it's just a different. I, feel. I get we, it. We just thought it was different. Um, okay, but if somebody's training here, yeah, and they're and they're using this incline bench here, and they're sweating, yeah. how hard is it to keep this turf clean? Oh, it's really not hard. Um, you can blow it around and we've got a vacuum that like, uh, basically it, it goes right over it. And, okay, okay. um, we've got like one of those, um, <laughs> those like jet back, back, like uh, ghostbuster, you know, I don't know how to explain this. <laughs> um, but then we also have a cleaning company that comes in and does like really deep cleaning on it. And they've okay. got some products that they've been using. Th- this, uh, quarantine has really opened up a lot of, uh, you know, we've had so many companies coming out with you know, to the facility showing us, um, all of these new products that they're using for, you know, for cleaning. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So the, I like that. I think I like this room the most. Oh yeah. That's the upstairs. That's our stretching area. And uh, a lot of people, we've got the agility ladders and the ropes and the heavy bags and stuff up there. So, it, you know, what's nice about it is the floor plan is broken up too. So if you want to get away from people, you can yeah. do that. Um, yeah, I like that. Everybody's not bunched up. So Where'd the name come from? Rise Gym. Where does that come from? You know, my brother and I were just going through it. And uh, the way that we got there, it was, um, you know, I've kind of explained our background and where we've come from. And this is all a part of us rising, um, you know, out of the gutter, man. I mean, we we literally had nothing growing up. Everything is, uh, yeah, I see that chessboard you got. (laughs) Is this uh, this your, is this in your gym? Yeah, man, that's right there at the front desk. So if you ever want this action, you let me know. <laughs> um, 
yeah but uh yeah i don't i don't play chess man i play checkers fuck that oh man checkers is nothing man you gotta have chess um but yeah so i mean the rise thing is just you know it's more of a um a feel you know the fact that we're starting from the bottom and we're working our way up and i and i think that everybody at the gym is doing that they're starting somewhere and they're trying to be better and they're trying to rise you know to the next level and that's where we came up with that yeah yeah, that's cool, man. I, I like your story. It's like, cause it's, it's a bit inspiring to a lot of people, man. Cause the question, so. the question that gets most people and probably some, like, I bet you a lot of people are asking this while, while we're talking is where does the money come from to start? I mean, the money for the gym probably came from the restaurant. So my brother and I, we, so we do pickup orders at the restaurant, right? We do pickups Tuesdays or sorry, Thursdays and Sundays. So people could come in, they can get a discount if they pay cash and we don't have to deliver it and ship it. So they can come right to the restaurant and pick it up. Yeah. The other people that are getting delivery, obviously we've got to ship that all over the country. So my brother and I set up an account for just the deliveries. Um, and we didn't touch that for almost two years. Oh, wow. Um, so we lived off of the money that was coming in from the pickups and obviously whatever we were doing from the restaurant. And we let the other thing just sit and grow. And we, uh, we don't spend a ton of money. My brother lives at my house. Um, we live very like, you know, easy. We don't, we're not flashy. We don't have anything like, so you're not like the, you're not like the expensive sports car fucking like kind of guy. No. You're just like, you're more into the just blue collar shit. Right now, I mean, don't get me wrong. If I had it, maybe, but uh, yeah, yeah. I put my entire life savings into this gym. It was a huge risk. And I don't think people understand the risk that someone is taking as an entrepreneur to put everything that they have. Like basically, like I said, we had that savings account, but then the rest of the money I took out of my, I took a home equity loan um, okay. to, get, to get a lot of the equipment. Um, you know, there was just, I took personal loans to, you know, to get this. And I think it's going to pay off. Like I said, we're almost at 600 members. I told my brother, if we get to a thousand, when we get to a thousand, that I am going to go buy myself a new car because I feel like I deserve it. <laughs> so it's, it's man, it's inspiring to hear because a lot of people, including myself, yeah, are very like, okay, I got a buck. Uh, what can I buy with it? Right. Yeah. It's, and a lot of people will say, you know, how did that guy get that gym? Where did the money come from? Where, where, yeah. you know, how come I can't get the money to get a gym started? And I've said that's myself. Yeah. But I've never actually sat on a bunch of money and just saved it. I always, I'm not, yeah. you know, I'm not great at that. So basically what you're saying is you just didn't, haven't done anything. You haven't spent any money and you've just been earning from your business and, pot, and putting it all in the bank. I've been, I've been saving, saving, saving. Like I said, I, I don't do a whole lot. Um, you know, a lot of people, they go out, they drink. A lot of people go out, they spend money on their cars. They build cars. They do this, they do that. Um, I did I spent all my money in my gym, uh, in my restaurant. And I'm hoping that if we grind it out now, and I've yeah. told my brother this, that we can relax later. Yeah, uh, that's true. I think that, and I told my brother too, I'm like, listen, you're 24 years old, man. If you grind this out the next couple of years, yeah. your thirties are going to be real easy. Yeah. And, yeah. um, you know, you can take care of that girl that you have. You can, you know, go take her on nice vacations. And I think she sees that too. She sees the, you know, the end game here, what we're going for. Yeah, yeah. And when you get people to buy in and, you know, you trust them and, uh, they're good people. I think that 
my brother is one of the best people I've ever met. I think when people see that, they feel better about spending their money with you too. Yeah. Um, you know, because anybody that comes into my restaurant, anybody that buys for my meal prep, they're not just buying the food because they like the food. They're not just coming to the gym because they like the gym. They're buying you. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So um, I think that's a great thing. And not only that, but him and I, we just kind of, uh, we mesh well. Like I'm more big picture. He's handy and he's techno technologically savvy. I'm on his computer right now because I don't even know how to do this stuff. So, um, <laughs> but we balance each other out. And it's been working really well so far. So it, it's interesting what you said that it, it makes a hundred percent sense that people are buying you. I think people can see, obviously people can see that you guys have your heart and soul into yeah. what you're doing. I think it's kind of like the hostile brand is the same way. It's like me and my wife and they, we have like our heart and soul is in the product. Yeah. And I think people recognize that's probably in your gym and it's in your, you know, you, it's coming from a place of like, yeah, it's like, it's different when it's coming from a place of passion rather than dollars and cents. I got to I mean, tell you, Fuad, like one of the main reasons that I, like I wanted to be with you guys is you guys. I mean, yeah. I knew like I had talked to multiple people about you guys. Yeah. Everybody had nothing but good things to say about you guys. Yeah. I knew that the products were going to be top shelf. I knew that, you know, it was a brand that, you know, people were going to want to be a part of because they know you and they know yeah. that, you know, how hard you work and everything like that. And when you can be a part of something like that, it's just different. Like you're yeah. saying, like, when you can see people are passionate about it, when you can see people are motivated and they're getting kicked out of bed by what they love to do every day, yeah. it's just different. It just well, I mean, it's like your gym and the restaurant, obviously, you know, I don't want to say, like when I say it's not about dollars and cents, obviously it's a business and you still want yeah. to make money, but the passion almost overrides it. Oh yeah. And I think people, you know what I mean? I can see that in the gym. You can see like the, the equipment you chose and the, you know, the way it's yeah. finished and stuff. So it's cool, man. I'm excited to come out. Yeah. Um, so how do you, what are you training today? Today I've got chest delts and triceps. So All big right. volume after I get, Let's see, what time did I eat? About 10.30. So I'm going to eat maybe like 12.30, 1 o'clock. Um, and then I'm going to go train maybe an hour after that. Um, and then, yeah, like uh, I've got a couple more meals for today. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to do it all again on Tuesday. And then Wednesday I leave. And then we it's see gone. how the cards fall, man. <laughs> Fuck, I want I wanted to come, but you know, yeah. it's, it's fucked up for us because uh, number number one, the plane ticket was like six hundred bucks. I'm like, I don't want to really, but that, I was still gonna go because yeah, I, I had spoken to a couple people that were gonna be there, and I was still gonna go. I'm like, whatever. Yeah, but then I have to quarantine for fourteen days when I get home. I'm not I'm not allowed to leave my house for fucking two weeks. I'm like, I can't. How are they gonna? I don't know how they monitor it. Yeah, I don't know how they monitor it, but apparently, like there's a fine and all this other shit and you can't like, you're supposed to quarantine yourself. Yeah. That's no good. So I'm like, I can't not leave my house. Right. So I can't be there, unfortunately, but um, I'm looking forward to seeing you guys on stage and seeing what you can do, man. I want to see you kind of in the mix up there, but I'm going to let you go because I know you're dieting and it's already yeah. been a while, but uh, is there any message or anything you want to promote, anything you want to say, any kind of message you want to put out before I let you go? Um, I just hope that you guys all that are watching this take this as motivation to do something that you guys want to do 
that you're not letting life control, you know, what you want to do, that you're not letting money control what you want to do, that you're, that you actually do something worthwhile for yourself because, um, there's only so much time here. Um, within a year I had my dad pass away, my uncle pass away, who was one of my best friends in the world and my grandmother that, um, was a huge part of my life. After that stuff happened, I realized that there's just, you have no promise for tomorrow. So you got to do what you want to do today. You got to take the risks and make sure that they're calculated risks. I'm not just telling you to go out and just do whatever, but if it's something that you really want to do, don't let anything outside, whatever, hold you back from it. And, um, you can, you can do it. You can, you can make time for it if you want it. So, and I'm living proof of that. So I think that's uh, very well put and spoken from somebody who's done it, which is always important. Right. It's yeah. funny. Cause I, I see people say all these things, but they've done fuck all. <laughs> like, <laughs> like they've done nothing. Like they still live yeah. like in their parents fucking basement shit. And they're like putting out motivational speeches. So it's, yeah. it's refreshing to hear somebody say it. Who's actually like, you know, been there, done that. So, yeah. Um, look, I appreciate the time, man. And uh, I'll be watching all week. And I look forward to seeing you crush shit on Saturday, man. Yes, sir. I hope yeah. I make you guys proud, man. I'm ready. Yeah. All so. right, dude. Thank you for the time, man. We'll talk soon. Sounds good. All right, brother. Bye.